You're listening to a podcast by the Center for Action and Contemplation. To learn more, visit cac.org. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel as written to us by Luke. Jesus took Peter, John, and James, and he went up a mountain to pray. While he was praying, his face changed in appearance. His clothes became dazzling white. And behold, two men were conversing with him, Moses and Elijah. They appeared in glory with him and spoke of his exodus that he was going to accomplish in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions had been overcome by sleep, but becoming fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As they were about to part from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is so good to be here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Of course, he did not know what he was saying. And while he was speaking, a cloud came and cast a shadow over them, and they became frightened as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my chosen son. Listen to him. After the voice had spoken, Jesus was there alone. They all fell silent and did not at that time tell anyone what they had just seen. This is the gospel of the Lord. Knowing that 99.5% of the people who've ever lived since the beginning of time did not know how to read and write, we've got to know that how spiritual teaching was communicated was through story and image. And what we have in this account of the transfiguration, you hear it every year in one of the gospel writers' uh, presentation of it is like a diagram or a picture. Now I know you don't have the full picture in front of you right now, but let me describe what I think are the essential parts. And it's a picture that I think is describing how deep conversion happens. What makes people wake up? As you see, they wake up in the middle of this account. So first of all, we have Jesus leading them up to a high mountain, Uh, meaning this is going to be something at a high level, something important, something central and deep. And he only takes three. As we know, he had 12 apostles, but it's almost as if the others weren't ready for this. And he prays, and his clothes became dazzling white. Now we know, as we've come to understand the science of color, that in fact white is putting together all colors. And it comes through us as this color that is almost no color. 
its light white itself. Then the key image in the diagram. He is standing in the middle, Jesus, and on one side he has Moses, who is the first of the leaders of Israel. On the other side he has Elijah, who is the archetypal Jewish prophet. Now, uh, in simple form, Moses is a symbol of law and order. This is what we got to do. He brings down the Ten Commandments. Elijah, like all of the prophets, are the critics of that order, saying, you know, it isn't always perfect. It doesn't always work. It isn't always right. Now, when you can blend those two together in faithful harmony, order with disorder, the truth with critique of the truth, you tend to create rather wise people. And that's what we want to head for. We hold on to what was good and essential from the tradition, from the past, from the scriptures. But then, by the middle of life, you should get wise enough to recognize, in all honesty, it doesn't always work. It does, even with the best of intentions. I'll bet many of you in this room are in a second marriage. Does that mean you're bad people? I don't think so. Uh, but it's a little bit of disorder. We want to hold on to the order, the ideal of the indissolubility of marriage, and yet be humble and honest enough to say, it doesn't always work. Now when you can do both, with grace and love and freedom, not throwing out Moses, not throwing out Elijah, you're usually a wise person. But it takes half of your life to get there. So we call this the reconciling third, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. So Jesus stands at the middle as a synthesis between order and disorder. Now, poor Peter, you know Peter always does it wrong. The first thing Peter says is usually incorrect. It's innocent, it's sincere. It's strange that we made him into the first pope because he was anything but infallible. And right away, what Jesus has put together into one, he wants to divide into three. Let's build three tents. You can stay in this one, I'll stay in this one and Elijah will stay in the other. Um, yeah, that's the way the mind works. We like to take sides. We like to choose positions. We don't know how to hold together mystery, order with disorder, law with critique of law. I would say, I, I hope my number is wrong, but I found less than 5% of people know how to do this. Historically, the Republican Party was the party of law and order, and historically, the Democrats were the order of critique and reform. Now, next time you go to your cocktail party, I want you to say, well, you Republicans are half wrong, and you Democrats are half wrong. You gotta put the two together. Very few people know how to do that. So that's why Jesus stands in the middle in dazzling white, the synthesis of the other two. 
And then God affirms this and says, This is my son. Listen to him. And after the voice had spoken, there stood Jesus alone. The standing truth of wisdom and of how wisdom happens. It's never a straight road. It's never black and white. It's always subtle, compassionate, patient, forgiving. And that's what characterizes people of love. They don't throw out the truth, but they know that to administer the truth always takes love. Only love can handle the truth. Otherwise, you use the truth as ammunition to attack the Republicans or attack the Democrats. It isn't because you love the truth, it's you love your own opinion. So somehow we've got to learn this, at this point, I think, to survive as a culture. And of course, it's not just America, it's much of the world, as we saw, sadly, in New Zealand this week. And then the sad last word. They fell silent, and they did not tell anyone what they had seen, and they walked back down the mountain. Why? I think because wisdom takes a long time to gestate, to grow, to mature, to know what you really do know, to know what you really do believe. A knee-jerk answer is hardly ever a good answer. When people yell at one another, that's off the top of their head and off the top of their heart. You gotta go deeper into your mind and deeper into your heart, where you find both and thinking, yes and yes. When you can live with that kind of wisdom, I think you'll be like Christ. Standing in the middle, very often loved by neither side.